Hi, my name is Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, uh, what was this called again? Far From Home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. <laughs> Welcome back. So this is a continuation of last episode, number 27, I believe. That means we're on 28. Means we're on 28. So we're going to be talking about our homes. In the last episode, we talked about our homes, um, in university, basically pre-Asia. Um, we, we, we didn't disclaimer, but we skipped like our parents' homes because we both lived at home after university for a year or so. But Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like our experience living away from home, away from our parents. Yeah. This is about our own homes. Yeah. So now yeah. we're going to talk about Asia. Ooh, the post uh, Asia chapter. Yeah, the Asia chapter of our lives. Huh. It, it really is the chapter of our lives. Wow. Like this, this, I don't know, because I'm going to move back to Canada eventually. This Singapore trip is just a chapter of my life. Wow. And so is this podcast. <laughs> It'll end Thank God. Eventually. Thank God. <laughs> I'll be done soon. I'll be free. Yeah. COVID will end and we'll all be back to normal. Yeah. Never. So Anyways. in Asia, actually, you talked a bit about your Singapore thing in Asia, but whatever. Oh, that's true. But I guess this is since moving for real. Yeah. 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 Where did you move to first in Japan? Because you came here being yep. really shitty at the language. Yeah. Didn't know how to speak yep. that well. Still am. Nothing's yep. changed there. Yep. Yeah. You had roommates that you couldn't communicate with at all. Yeah. What was with that? Yeah, how how did that go? Uh, well, I think I think we've already talked about like where I lived first when I moved to Japan. So basically, I I chose to live in a share house when I first moved here. Okay, but I don't think we ever really went into like the reasons why and how that experience was per se. Juicy. Okay. So the reason I actually chose to live in a share house when I moved to Japan. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> because I was inspired by this show on Netflix called Terrace House. Okay. Okay. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what Terrace House is, it was this Japanese um, sort of like real life drama series. Call it reality TV. There we go. Yeah. Just right. do it. I'm not, I'm not a oh, very okay, good okay. TV person. I thought you were person. trying to like no. scoot away from that genre. No, no. It's a reality TV show. Where yes. basically six people, um, all these three guys and three girls live in a house together. And it just sort of like is supposed to capture their lives in a very unscripted way. Yeah. Anyways, it's TV. So these six people are all like extremely attractive. They're like, <laughs> none of them do real jobs. They're all like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a model on the side. I'm still figuring it out. And they're all I'm like a heart. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm a hat uh, uh, designer. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm just dancing on the streets for my living sort of thing. And they get paid to live in the house. Yep. And it basically, like, captures their lives. You know, some of them, they start dating. And it's about, like, their relationships and just drama that happens in their day-to-day -day lives. It's very <laughs> slice of life. And and it's dating between the housemates. Yes. Not just, yeah. like, the people are get girlfriends, boyfriends outside of the 
show, but yeah. they're dating in the house. Sort of like the point of the show was to just see like, oh, who starts dating who and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was like, I was watching it and I was like, damn, like, I want that. That could be me. I want three pretty girls to choose from. I want a book one starter kit. <laughs> I never said that. Okay, okay. But I was like, wow, like if I move to Japan, this could be me. That could be my life. I remember watching it every day while still working in Canada, talking to yeah. my coworkers about it because we watch it together. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that's going to be me soon. I'm going to move to Japan, share house. So I come here, okay, and I like get here and i'm like looking for a share house yeah and i actually like had my mind set on one specifically and i applied to it anyways they rejected me because apparently i was too young oh what which is like not a good sign to start with because i was already postgraduate i was already like 22 maybe you gotta be like 45 to live in this house like what the heck okay so that's that's like that's like not a good sign right they're like oh you're still a student like we think you're too young to live here and i was like I thought this place was for students. Yeah. I found another place and was able to move in there pretty quickly, uh, maybe like two or three weeks after um, getting to Japan. And that's when the reality of things sunk in. Okay. (laughs) That on one side, on the TV side of things, that fake reality, that Mm -hmm. made up world, um, share houses are these places for like super attractive young single people to meet each other and live their best lives. Yeah. In reality, when you think about it, like what kind of person who's an adult ends ends up living with a bunch of other strangers in a very cheap short term place? The outcasts. <laughs> Like like yourself, like yourself. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> Exhibit A right here on this podcast. I would, I would, I would classify it as for the adults, maybe like people who might be a bit down on luck in their lives. So usually, I find people at these share houses, they're not like young and super ambitious ambitious in life and attractive and whatnot they're just more like yeah i was dating this guy or girl then you know like we were living together so and so kicked me out i needed a place to live quickly so i just came here like brought my suitcase and i've been here for four months i thought you're gonna end that with like yeah that was 10 years ago i'm still here (laughs) jesus (laughs) i don't know And that that sort of just became the theme of what I've just observed in my life here, that that is the reality of share houses and that's how it actually works in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is you, you watch this TV show in Canada, (laughs) you're like, wow, I I look up to this show so much. And then you went to Japan in hopes of building a harem. What? In this in this share house. What are you talking about? With three beautiful women. You actually stayed with like four or five women instead. It was a yeah, very because gender imbalanced. It was. And partially because um the guy who I was living with like left as soon as possible. He, he like, knew he knew what's up. He instantly <laughs> left. He was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and there, like, I think just like going back to what I was saying that like the honest and hard truth is that I find that usually if a couple moves in together, at least in Japan, it's like the guy who has the lease and has the place. And, and so I, 
uh-huh. don't know like how much it was if it was the case for like every female in the house but there were certainly a few where it's like yeah we broke up and then i had to move out so i came here wow every all the women no no i'm not saying i'm not saying like i don't think it's everyone but like i've certainly heard that before a good amount of times terrace has broken hearts edition (laughs) three single guys with three girls with their hearts broken got kicked out jeez yeah and that that shattered your reality i mean maybe it was just like a a good wake-up call that this is reality yeah yeah i stayed in that house you did it was it wasn't a bad house, right? It was a nice house by all means. It's a nice house. Yeah, it was a nice house. Um, the door unlocked with like a card, like yeah, a QR, it was, like a it was like very an NFC card. It was high tech. It's nice. Yeah. And your first mm-hmm. place in Asia. Wait, what? do you have any fond memories other than this sad, <laughs> broken house? <laughs> no, it was it was a good time. It was it was a good time. Like I lived there for um, just over a year. Yeah. I can certainly say, though, that like as an adult and as someone who moved out to their own place, I don't think it's possible to go back, to be honest. Ooh, it's you've just leveled up. Maybe you could say that it's just like there's so much freedom that just comes with having your own place of just like, I want to do laundry at this time and I don't need to mm-hmm. wait for someone else to do laundry. Like I'm going to wake up and take a shower and I don't need to wait for someone who's in the shower. Ah. Uh um like you're fully in charge of paying the bills cleaning up for your the whole space on your own mm-hmm. and it's just like this level of autonomy that i feel you get from living alone that makes it very hard to go back to sharing the space mm. yeah what was what was communication like between because some of them spoke a bit of english right yes yes some of them did uh i feel like i feel like we've talked about this on a previous episode i think at first it was Mostly was, hand gestures for the two, first two months. Drawing uh, hieroglyphics on oh my paper. <laughs> Putting it on your door. <laughs> Somehow reads, I'll be back at 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, I think like at the beginning, when you meet people initially, your conversations just tend to be more around simple things, right? Just like where you're from, what do you do, mm. your hobbies. That That for me at this point is like, no problem to talk about in japanese and like to just uh, like have a nice surface level conversation with someone yeah it was it, obviously it was more difficult when i just moved here because i could barely speak anything but i think even as those first months went by and i learned stuff at school um i just became more able to express myself in those ways mm. but then i think with any language once you get past that sort of surface level talk and people want to talk more about like their opinions and what do they think of life. recent events and life and your dreams and your goals. Then it gets a lot harder. And I think like I was probably a lot better at the time when I was in school because I was studying it every day and writing these things down in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was probably more able to speak it or say these thoughts. Uh, but like me as of today probably could not do it. And oh wow! I, no, I think I think I've like sort of regressed because I just don't use it in my day to day life at all. Yeah, and so I think I I could communicate enough to get to the point where you know you could sort of live comfortably with someone like oh I know you you know me like we know what we're like we know where we're from what we like doing 
etc but we could never really get to the point of like what do you think of climate change and what should we do about i don't know some policy and government like we couldn't have conversations like that and i don't know that's just something you have to accept it's very interesting because you go straight to like politics recent events that kind of stuff i was going to say like oh what's your relationship with your parents like very like like deeper things but yeah okay those things are deep to me not on the top of the list though (laughs) (laughs) okay Hmm. yes and yourself after moving to asia so when i first moved to asia I was living in my brother's living room for <laughs> okay. like a month and a half, almost two months. That's pretty long. And it was it was like magnitudes worse than living with a roommate. Because <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally in the living room and my brother uh, lives with his fiance. Yeah. And so, I mean, they, they had their own room, obviously, but it was a one bedroom. And it was just so crappy to not have any personal space. Yeah. Because I would have to like fold up my bed every single night. Oh, yeah. 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 And there was no AC, which was <gasps> the bane of my existence because Singapore is fucking hot. Yeah. So we would actually have the front door open with the gate closed. Okay. And so if you could like peer in, you would just see like me in the living room with like, <laughs> like secretly dying of heat exhaustion <laughs> with a fan like Max. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't fun. I basically tried to look for a place as soon as I could, but it took me a while to find um, somewhere that I wanted to live. And when I did, Mm. it was like, oh, cool. Uh, The person leaves at the end of next month. And I was like, (laughs) end of next month? This month just (laughs) started. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, fuck. Um, And you were working already at that time? Yeah. I had like a week of, I I moved one week before my uh, start date. Um, so got to explore like a little bit, but still not not that much time. And plus, I don't know, coming home to, I don't have anything against my brother or his fiance. It's to- nothing totally fine, but coming home to people that when, when you just want to come home to like an empty apartment. Yep. That took a lot out of me. Yep. Yeah. Especially when you're at a new environment at work. It's just like, okay, I've had no social interaction. I just want to yeah. like yeah, you're go home and do nothing. Yeah. But that's kind of hard when... There's no space yeah. at your house. Yeah. yeah. I could oh, see that. I do not. I did not enjoy my time then. <laughs> but afterwards, I moved into a condominium in Singapore. Okay. And Fancy that was a boy. very, very interesting experience because okay. the housing in Singapore is split between public housing and, and, and private estate, right? Yep. And I don't know. I was paying a lot and... I got so much privacy, yep. but then there's this uh, feeling that I got from living in a condo. I don't okay. know how to describe it. Because most of my local friends that I invited over, they, they, they lived in public housing. Yes. And I don't know. It's like here I am with my, oh yeah, let's go to the 41st floor of my, my, my condo and, and go over to my place. Yeah. It felt kind of weird. So, and it was also really small. So I didn't know how I felt about inviting people over. Okay. And you just didn't feel like there's enough space to yeah, entertain that too. people. That too. Um, but it was nice. I, I 100% agree with you in that I could take a shower anytime I wanted. I could do laundry anytime I wanted. Because these are things that were also like 
restricted. I could, yeah. Yeah. Restricted at my brother's place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having that freedom. So nice. And I couldn't cook when I was at my brother's. Uh, that was, that was something that made me really sad. So when I got my condo, I like made a beeline to Ikea. <laughs> I bought like a crap ton of pots and pans. And then I just started cooking at home, like nonstop. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. So can we go into how did it make you feel exactly to live there? Like, what was weird about it? Was it like you felt like you were almost, you shouldn't have a, have had attained that at your age, that it sort of put you in this awkward spot that it's like, hey, I'm 10 years younger than you, but I live in a nicer condo. Yeah, I think, okay, I got to... I gotta think about how I feel more more closely, but okay. I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, I feel like in in Singapore, it's not that normal to have uh, studios or one bedroom apartments where you live by yourself. And so, when I told all my teammates that are like in their late twenties, early thirties, like, oh, I'm living by myself in a condo, paying probably double what my teammates paid in rent, mm-hmm. just so that I could live by myself, I felt a little conceited Mm. i gotta say and it made me feel great i mean i love living by myself and being conceited (laughs) i know but it's kind of awkward bringing that up and like oh i'm renting this really expensive place yeah yeah everyone else around you is not doing so yeah and so the the i was i was the butt of many jokes of oh really yeah but don't worry at least you're not like alex paying you know condo rent living by himself oh really I, i would always take that in like good conscience but i was just like dude i just want to live by myself i mean there's nothing wrong with it and the thing is i think it's because most of my team hadn't lived by themselves before okay like other than our manager yeah and so dude once you once you start living alone you just can't go back to having roommates yeah of course but they they othered you they othered me because of that wow i don't want to say like i was just the butt of many jokes it wasn't like they hated it, hated me for it or anything. Yeah, yeah. But still. But yeah. Wow. It's a, yeah. It's a very interesting experience. Mm. Yeah. But it's okay. I live in a humble public housing now. Although I still oh, really? live by myself. Now it's public housing. And, and, and it's still pretty big. And I splurged by living by myself. Was, was, it, was like living in public housing something you were looking for when moving? I didn't so I lived in like a 350 square foot uh studio in the condo and it was tiny um I had so many things I don't know why I had like a full kitchen set but my kitchen was tiny I had a 3d printer I had like a dining a small dining table I had a small piano Mm. a tv a couch everything was basically like touching each other like my couch yeah. was touching yeah. my piano and my yeah. couch was touching my bed yeah so super small and so for my next place i wanted to live a lot more coat not not cozy like a lot more open and so i was mm. looking at places with 600 700 square feet mm. and if you want to pay that for a condo it can cost i'm just going to say three and a half k yeah easily yeah easily um and and i wanted to live close to the city center because i'm conceited like that i don't want to live by myself because i'm conceited like that yeah and so i had all these requirements and to keep in my budget um public housing was more or less the only option uh, okay okay yeah huh. i yeah. think interestingly actually something that 
I kind of came to this brief realization for myself, at least, mm-hmm. was, and this is just getting to like the next story of where I lived after the share house. Okay. That this is like a story I don't really tell many people because it Ooh. happened so shortly, but <laughs> this is really stupid now that I look back at it. Please tell us. Basically, when I left the share house, I had already started dating this girl for like a few months. Oh, okay. And I don't know, like, what what went through my head? Like, when I think back to it, I was like, if I could like go back in time, I'd probably like slap myself and be like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And then, like, after like a few months of dating, even like one or two months, I was like, you know what? And another reason was actually I was commuting really, really, really far um to work okay. i think it was taking maybe like 90 minutes each way oh wow that's a so, lot yeah Long like it was, it was like really bad maybe not 90 maybe like but over an hour for sure um and like commuting long distances in tokyo is just like brutal having to be on the trains and everything yeah so i was like i want to live closer to work as soon as possible like sort of see it like as an investment it's good for me because i can focus more energy at work perform better that's good for me in the long run. Um, I was also making a lot more because I was working. I wasn't a student, just like burning my money away in a, so I could afford somewhere more expensive than a share house. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the girl. So I was like, you know what? She's living in like this other, I think a share house as well. Like a sort of like rundown old place, to be honest. Like not the nicest environment. Social outcasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And I guess, like, I thought to myself, not that, oh, she has to move in, but, like, oh, I should get a place that's big enough for two people to sort of live comfortably together. Ooh. So in the case that if she wants to, like, stay for a longer period of time, it'd be more comfortable. Um. So I was looking around, and I found a place that was probably double, almost double what I was spending at the share house. Mm-hmm. And it was a good size, like, 450, 500 square feet. Totally enough for two people. Yeah, which is like doable for two people. And then uh, move, signed it, and moved in. Um, anyways, relationship didn't go so well. I ended up in the hospital for for other reasons. Oh, yeah, I remember this. I had to pay like medical bills, and I just started working. And I literally had no money. Like, I could barely afford like a fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God um so like i like moved into the place in japan you have to furnish the whole place yourself everything from no microwave uh, no no microwave no no fridge no bed uh, no washing machine that's the expensive shit yeah so i had to like buy all this stuff on my own with like my first paycheck and the other thing about moving into a place in japan is that the upfront costs are like extremely expensive like up to like five months of rent it costs stupid yeah and all the fees so i i literally had like no money um i was living in this place alone it was like 500 square feet i had no furniture and i was just like sleeping on like the floor on like a little futon that i brought from the share house and Mm -hmm. i just remember thinking to myself like this is really sad (laughs) (laughs) like okay 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 i know only only the most yeah articulate of thoughts come from me yeah but I, I it almost made me sad to have so much space but have nothing to either put in it or to be alone in that space and feel like or maybe it was also because I felt like I was going to like build a life 
in that place and nothing turned out the way that I had hoped. You went to the hospital, your relationship <laughs> didn't work out. You had to pay for all your appliances. Okay. That was, Not that, working was out. Like, that was probably like a bottom moment of my life, actually. When I wow. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. Like rock bottom. Um, and I just remember being like really, really sad. I was like, I don't even want all this space if it's just for me and it's empty because it just makes me like it sort of reminds me of this loneliness sort of amplifies this feeling that how alone you are yeah at that time and i actually like looked into the lease conditions in japan a month in and um the one good thing about leasing in japan is that partially because you spend so much on fees up front you can quit at any time Mm -hmm. so i was able to quit with two months notice so after the first month I submitted like the resignation of or the cancellation of the contract mm-hmm. and yeah, started looking for another place. Two months later, moved out to like a much smaller place. Um, wow. This also was a bit cheaper, save some money there. And I've been here ever since. That's the story. Wait, wait to give, to give context da, da, da. on how much you, you end up paying the landlord, you live there for like what, two months, three months, three months, three months, three months. Yeah. And you probably paid like six months worth of rent. Yeah, I think like I calculated it in that some fees when you move into a place are like redundant, like you have to spend it regardless. And some yeah. fees I double paid because I moved twice. Ooh. And the the total amount of like wasted money came out to like at least 5,000. <laughs> Just down Westing. the drain. Damn. I, I don't know what like which currency, maybe around 5,000 something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, wow. just like down the drain. And that was that. But Damn. I also knew that by living in a smaller, cheaper place in the long term, I could like save back that money. And I think I've actually lived here long enough where I've come out like in a net cheaper um, than yeah. if I had stayed there. Smaller place so that your loneliness doesn't get the best of you. <laughs> but I actually, I actually, I really like the the size that I have right now, to be honest. Your shoebox? My shoebox. And I might go a bit bigger because we're all at home now but i've like invested in the space and made it yeah 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 livable what i really liked is like when i lived in my condo it was really small but at least for the first eight months or so until COVID hit i wasn't at home all the time all that much so like i'd go to the office almost every single day yep and since i don't know we're young people and we're career driven we're kind of at the office pretty long um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Didn't spend that much time at first in my tiny, tiny condo. But when, yeah, man, when COVID hit, I was like, yo, this 350 square foot place is, feels like a jail cell almost. Because <laughs> Singapore was really stringent on their um, lockdown laws. Yeah. And so, like, we could only go out if we really had to buy groceries. And that was pretty much it. And, it's so stupid because I lived in this tiny place, so I didn't want to buy that much furniture. So I ended up sitting on this IKEA stool as my chair for half of COVID <laughs> uh, at the time. So I was I was sitting on that stool for like I would say four or five months, just sitting on that stool for I don't know five six hours a day. Oh, my body probably paid the price, but yeah, yeah. I also had the very cheap IKEA chair for COVID. I threw it out yeah. very quickly. I mean, um, afterwards, I didn't end up buying that expensive a chair. Like, I bought it for, like, 300 bucks. Okay. But still, still, it's like a proper, quote-unquote, chair. 
yeah, it has a backrest. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike my stool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I can talk a bit about um, me moving into my current place now. Okay. Since we're, we're about at that point of, I don't know, the timeline. So I live in a spacious 700 or so square foot place Whew. by myself. Whew. And... I'm not. I did not save any money moving from my condo to my current space. It's uh, about I the same. A little, it's about the same, a bit extra because I pay utilities and so okay. or like the AC to cool this uh, space. This place is a lot more expensive, um, and so I still am the butt of many jokes. But oh, that didn't help at, this at point, all. At this point, I don't really care, man. Even at, at this your p- current job? Uh, actually, at my current job, not really. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, um, but my last job, uh. I was like, yeah, I'm moving. They're like, oh, cheaper? I'm like, no, more expensive. They're like, yep, that's you. And that's I was like, Alex. That's that's me. Yeah. So I'm in this place. Um, dude, I have counter space on my kitchen. Oh. Oh, my God. What it's is so counter good. space? I have three burners instead of two. Oh. It, it, it's really nice because like in my condo, I don't know why, but I used to cook rice on the stove. Yeah. And so... Yeah, yeah. I would only have one burner most of the time. Yep. I but now I have three burners and I have a rice cooker. I'm living a oh. lavish life. Oh. Yeah. And I I have a separate room where I, where I work in, like, like a study. And I think the biggest difference is that I'm quite happy to invite people over. I can, like I yeah, a, I can see that. Yeah. I have a decent sized living room. There's enough space to like four, five people. Not not that comfortably, but you know, four or five yeah. people sitting on the floor, having lunch or dinner together, and we can play board games together, and it's it's a super nice space. So luxury. Do not regret anything. Luxury. But the thing is, I I live in um, I don't know some area in Singapore. Okay. <laughs> where the tenants like it's a pretty old standing area. Yeah. So many of the tenants are like older generation. Okay. Yeah. I think. The only f- like people that live on my floor that are my age is because like their parents recently like went to a retirement home or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so everyone else is old on my floor. Okay. And so I don't really know how to talk to my neighbors. Did you talk to them before? No, I didn't. But it felt more <laughs> okay. okay to not. No, because because it felt more okay to not talk to my neighbors in my condo. Um, Why? Because everything is more enclosed. Uh, okay. No one opens their windows. Everyone just has their AC on. But yeah. in public housing, um, I don't know. Singaporeans don't don't always turn on AC, so they usually have their windows open. You can like yeah. hear their TV on when you walk past their front door, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I don't know how to navigate talking to people, talking to my neighbors. I don't talk to my neighbors either. So yeah whatever um i think that's yeah that's like the only noteworthy thing about my place hmm. it's bigger and can't talk to the neighbors yeah, yeah. inviting I, people over i i no, i have thought though i've had these moments where just like i think i think though it comes from having this this like north american expectation or yeah because it's very standard in north america mm-hmm. where I just have like this dream of like inviting friends over for like a dinner, right? At Ooh. your place. 
Yeah. And it's like you have an oven and you can put something in the oven. You can cook stuff on the stove. Yeah. And you can have all your friends sit around a table and you yep. all sit there and eat together. And it's just like, that's the dream. But yeah, no one really does that in Japan. It's very, very rare, at least、oh. in the city. It's just not part of the culture. You just go out and eat because everyone's、uh, space is so small. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, to like to, to paint a quick picture of my old condo, if I was trying to prepare for like a few meals at once, I had so little counter space. I would grab the stool that I sat on for six hours, <laughs> put it in my kitchen, and use it like to put a bowl of vegetables while I cut other things. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how little space I had in that condo.、Um, oh. But now it's all changed. Yeah, I don't think dinner parties in Singapore aren't that common. Yeah, right. But I don't know. Bringing takeaway food home is quite normal. Yeah. And having yeah. a space to do that is, is quite nice. Lucky. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Have you, have you talked about your current place that much?、Uh, I, think, I think, well, like me. So my current place、uh, is like very small, it's square feet, like less than、It's、320. 320. Oh, no, like less, less than, than 300, 300, I think. Maybe 300 ish. It's like very tiny.、Damn. I think I'm very, very grateful that the way apartments are designed in Japan is that like they use the space very efficiently, I would say.、Um, mm-hmm. Just in terms of like the layout and how the, the washroom is set up with the shower and everything. So I, I think like if, if I had 300 square feet and my place was sort of designed like a North American place, it'd be impossible. But because、yeah. it's designed like this, it's a bit more doable.、Mm. Um, when COVID started, it was pretty brutal because, like you, it felt like a prison.、Um, yeah. For the longest time, like I was sitting on the floor with my laptop on like a little table, low table on the floor, trying to work there. And like it, nothing worked.、Um, This is before you had your tiny desk. Yeah.、Right? And I bought like a very tiny desk because the company gave us like $300 to buy furniture. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this, this COVID thing will be over in like a month or two. Like they said,、hmm. we'll be back in the office soon. So I'll just buy this tiny desk and this cheap IKEA chair. And that's where I worked on for eight months. And by the end of it, I was like, this is terrible. And I ended、yep. up、um, giving them both away and getting a proper desk, proper monitor, proper chair. It's still very little space. <laughs> still very little space, but it's, it's made、yeah. it a lot more doable. And it almost, it almost sort of convinces me that it's about what you do with the space more than the space itself in some ways. Where, <laughs> wait, it's like this guy's making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just lie down with my arms stretched、oh, out in、please. my house. I couldn't do that at my condo. Could you? Maybe in the middle. I just can't move around. Yeah. But, but, Yeah, like,、uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I've invested all I can into this space and it's made it doable for me、um, mm. in the moment. The other, the other thing, like, another reason I chose to live here was that it's close to,、um, it was like decently close to work door to door. And the other thing I didn't factor in is that it's not close to any grocery stores because I would eat most of my meals at work. So,、uh, it's a pain to do groceries.、Um, and the other, like, last remaining thing, interesting enough, is that maybe similar to your old place, but it's 
probably in one of like the most expensive postal codes in、mm. Tokyo, actually. And oddly enough, like me choosing to live here wasn't really a decision like, oh, I want to live in the most expensive, fancy place in Tokyo. Yeah. It was sort of more so that I was looking at another area and the agent just showed me, like, oh, I found this other place and it checked off like every box I had.、Mm-hmm. So I came to live here. And what I've sort of just been trying to derive from my time here, I don't、mm-hmm. think I'll be here forever, but is to just sort of like learn about this. This makes no sense. I think I've talked about this on the, the podcast before. Okay. Is to just sort of like learn what it's like to be. Living in a very high end area. Oof. Does that make sense? Spoken like a true conceited man. <laughs> that sounds so conceited. Most expensive postal code. Oh, shut the hell up. Tokyo. <laughs> But, like, okay, I'll, I'll just like preface it. Preface, preface it preface. With, with saying that, like, I didn't grow up mega rich or anything. Like, it's, there are many, many people who are wealthier than me. And the area I live in now is like relative to where my family's. Status and income and whatnot was in Canada, like much, much、mm-hmm. higher. And not that I can like imitate people here because I think sometimes you truly feel like all、oh, these people are sort of different. But I don't know, just to like, it's just interesting to see how like people carry themselves, how people,、mm. how people dress, how they act. I just imagine you seeing a neighbor be like, oh, fuck, I gotta go to the organic, res-、uh, organic grocery <laughs> store, buy some like $8 apples and shit. <laughs> There is an organic grocery store with a dollar apples down the、oh, street. Oh, God. Yeah.、Um, I, I agree.、Um, what's, what's interesting is like, I didn't choose my, my expensive condo because I wanted to live in that area either. Yeah. The reason I moved there is because it was close to my office and it was close to my brother.、Mm. It was actually a very conscious decision of like being within like a 20 minute walk of my brother、mm-hmm. so that we could. Hang out more often.、Um, he could mooch off my condo amenities and invite、oh, okay. his friends over to my rooftop. Yeah, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I got to see how it was living in a very nice area. And now it's kind of the opposite. I live in a public housing now. <laughs> and I get to do as the locals, which is super interesting. Right.、Yeah. I, I think it, it really is a blessing that, like, the first place I lived in here was in a very residential, very like middle class area.、Mm. Um, and you can just sort of, we're lucky in that you can take things that you want to learn from that experience、mm-hmm. and then keep them with you and move on to the next one. What's really funny is, like, when I lived at my condo, like the expensive place, There are two grocery stores. One is like the higher class one, and there's like the lower class one that most people go to. And the lower class one was like farther. It was like an extra three, four minute walk. Okay. And after like the first few months of living in the condo, I was like, man, I don't want this expensive grocery store at all. <laughs> I, would, I would make the extra walk to cross the street and go to the cheaper one because like it had cheaper produce. It didn't have like, All the Western cheeses that I wanted, but I didn't,、uh, I mean, I didn't really need them. And so, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. I sort of do that too. Walk、yeah. further to the cheaper one. Yeah. Yeah.、Oh. But now, what I hate is that the grocery store I'm closest to is so popular that 
the selection isn't good by the time I want to go grocery shopping. You have to go earlier. Yeah, like I can't go grocery shopping at 6 or 7 p.m. Because the meat, the meat aisle is like empty. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? I live here. <laughs> yeah. Well, when do you think you're going to move? When do you think you're going to call a new place home? Well, I was thinking of buying a place. We've talked about it. And Ooh. I have the papers here, but it's just a, just a thought. Wow. The papers to buy a place? Well, the papers to apply for the, the mortgage, but it's just a thought in the, my head. I might just mm. apply to see what happens, but yeah, we'll have to see. Mm. Nope, no okay. plans right now. I'm sort of waiting for COVID to end. What? But what are you what are you expecting after COVID ends? Like you're going to be homeless, so it doesn't really matter where you live, or or what? Maybe like I I chose to live here again for a lot of reasons related to going to the office. So if that ever happens again, doesn't seem likely, but I'll get to like enjoy those benefits again, being close to the office, getting food at the office. Um, I don't know. I'm just sort of in this is okay, this is fine mode. Mm. okay okay yeah there's no like pressure on me to move so and plus i just renewed the lease plus you have no girlfriend to please and that will be the no what the <laughs> fuck i mean that is the end of the episode <laughs> uh. <laughs> can't end it like that <laughs> I, okay. I think i think this place could be more than enjoyed by uh, not not all day but would be okay for two people for like what a weekend? Oh wow, a weekend. That's uh, your your relationship timeline is going to be great then. Well, I'm just saying that like I'm not gonna go find a, <laughs> a bigger place now if I'm not like meeting people. Yeah. Would here's an interesting question. Would you be more inclined to move to a larger space if you had a girlfriend? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm I'm kind of in my place because um. Like there's the potential of my girlfriend moving to Singapore in the next, I don't know, year or two years, something like that. Yeah. And having a space that can accommodate both of us is kind of nice. Yeah. Not worrying about like, here, come into my shoebox. Let's stay here until my lease ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. If, if, if it did come down to like wanting to move in with someone or whatnot, or like getting to more steady with someone, I would definitely look to move to somewhere bigger. Um, it's it's one reason why the places I look at, if I consider buying them, because mm -hmm. buying is a quite the decently long term decision. Like I wouldn't just buy a small shoebox. It would need to be like a place big enough for two people at least. Two shoeboxes. Two shoeboxes. Side okay. by side, not on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. And that is it for the shoebox life. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Far From Home. We hope you enjoyed it, learned a bit about our lives and our homes. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. See ya. Bye.